This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. It's Monday, December the 5th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Our top story today is that an 18-year-old woman has died and a 20-year-old man's been arrested following a crash near Canterbury. It happened in Nackington at the weekend. Lucy joins me now. Lucy, what do we know about the crash? Well, it happened at about 4.20 in the morning on Saturday. We're told a red Ford Fiesta left the A2050 and crashed into the Old Gate in pub. If you're not familiar with this area, it's very near to a junction for Old Dover Road and New Dover Road, with the pub just before a roundabout if you're approaching from the south of the city. Pictures at Kent Online show part of the building cordoned off with what appear to be tyre marks on the grass verge outside. And what do we know about the young woman who died? She's been named locally as Lucy Billingham, who was a passenger in the car. Tributes have been left at the scene and posted online. It's understood she was a former student at Super Jam, which is a specialist music college. One message reads, a kind angel, I will always remember you and the good times. Her uncles also shared a post saying, rest in peace, Lucy, we will all miss you. And what have crash investigators had to say? Well, they closed the road for several hours on Saturday as they scoured the area for evidence. They've said Lucy died at the scene and four others were taken to hospital. Their injuries are not thought to be life-threatening. The 20-year-old who's been arrested is being held on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving. They also want to hear from anyone who saw what happened or who might have CCTV or dashcam footage that could help with the investigation. Details on how to submit that to the force are within the story at Kent Online. Lucy, thank you ever so much. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today and a report has revealed how conditions at a site for asylum seekers in Dover caused a teenage girl to be scarred for life. She arrived at Tughaven with fuel burns on her legs and was left in wet clothes for two days before it was treated. Inspectors also criticised sleeping and washing facilities at the site, which has since closed down. The Home Office insists care for refugees has improved. A mum from Chatham has been given compensation after living with a mouse infestation for years. Laura Clout says her three-storey property in Hardstown has been riddled with mice since she moved in seven years ago. In fact, at Kent Online, you can see video footage of rodents running around the property. Well, a spokesperson for housing association group Orbit, which owns the property, says they are taking concerns seriously and are continuing to work to resolve the issues. A court's heard how a Margate man stole from six shops to fund his his heroin habit. Carl Brazier Denning took clothes, meat and alcohol from Tesco, Morrisons and Peacocks between October and November. The 28-year-old from Millmead Road in Dame Valley has been jailed for seven months and ordered to pay compensation. A suspected drink driver has been arrested after a car was seen going at high speeds along the M2 near Maidstone. The 50-year-old was pulled over and breathalyzed by police on Friday. He's due in court in the new year. Now, a butcher from Medway has been reduced to tears over the cost of living crisis. Dennis Hill's quality butcher has been running in Stroud for almost 50 years, but there are major fears about how they're going to afford rising energy bills and suppliers' costs. Adam Stone is the manager and has been speaking to Sophia Aiken from our colleagues at KMTV. I've been 
doing this for about 14 years. Uh, I started off in Tunbridge Wells. I did 10 years there before moving over here. In in the, in those 14 years, this especially this year, uh, I've never seen a trade anything like it. It's been hard. It's been a hard year this year. Um, I've had to come up with a lot of new ideas for the counter. Uh, little different creative uh, turning meat into into mills but obviously with a bit of flair to it um, just to try and keep people entertained because that's why we're here we're here to sort of entertain people and to give them a good quality product um, and that is the hard thing it's coming up with a new idea every week to keep them coming in here and you're dealing with stock coming in each uh, i don't know how often you yeah. get it come in but you said that sometimes it can increase by 20 percent, sometimes 10 percent. could you talk to me a little bit more about that yeah no uh, i deal with uh, three suppliers one in gravesend one in uh, canterbury uh, actually and, and two other suppliers can't remember where they're based um, but we i deal with four suppliers um, I generally stick to certain suppliers that I know I like. I like certain products from, and my customers like certain products from. And uh, each week it might be all right, but then from week to week, for the last, I would say, last six months, slowly, chicken, beef, and lamb have gone up 10, 20, and even now they're still going up. Um, so when it comes to your top sides, uh, when it comes to your chicken fillets, and obviously your, your legs are lamb, your shoulders are lamb, and anything to do with lamb, that people, because that is one of people's most favourite meal, uh, meals is lamb. And um, so yeah, so since the last this year in general, just every week it has gone up. It might have just been 10 or 20p at a time, but if you look at it now, it's like going up. So yeah. Business was, was to um, take a real hit from the cost of living and unfortunately have to close. How would you feel about this if you were to lose your job? You know, you've got children. How well, would this impact you? Personally, I've always said to Dennis, you know, when Dennis hired me, I said to Dennis, I want to take this place to new levels. I've told Dennis, whatever happens, I'll go down with him no matter what. So, <laughs> but we ain't going down, you know. This shop means just as much to me as it does to him and as I do to my own family. And uh, everything that I do in this shop, I do for my customers. And why should people shop locally too? You know, everyone's struggling with the cost of living prices, but why should people support local businesses? Um, well, we, we, I have children. The people that I work with, they all have children. Um, it just helps us out, it helps all the other little shops out as well because eventually, and I, I, don't want to, I don't want it to ever happen, but it could be one day you won't see a butcher shop and it'll be that conversation, oh do you remember that butcher's on Friendsbury Hill, do you remember that butcher in Tunbridge Wells, you know, and the reason why you're saying that is because you've never stepped foot in that shop before. You've never gone in and looked at their product. And um, yeah, I just feel that butchers bring a different level to the pill when it comes to supermarkets. Supermarkets are, all, are quite good at buying it, backing it, 
throwing it out on the shelf. But we we like to have that one-to-one with people. You can also head to the KMTV pages of the website to watch their report in full. Perhaps you own a small business and want to share your story. We'd love to hear from you. You can email news at thekmgroup.co.uk. Over the weekend, it was Small Business Saturday, encouraging all of us to shop local this Christmas. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. A man's been treated by paramedics following a crash that closed the A2 near Canterbury, causing long delays for drivers. It happened on the coastbound stretch between Windsheep and Nackington early this morning. The victim's injuries are not thought to be life-threatening. The road was closed for about four hours as there was also damage to a barrier and an oil spill. A Chatham man's been ordered to pay nearly £6,000 after waste was dumped in Hempstead. Furniture, wood and other rubbish was found on Ham Lane in November 2020. Officers also discovered a letter addressed to a 35-year-old and his carpentry business. He failed to turn up for the hearing at court. Now, the parents of a Folkestone schoolgirl who was seriously injured after being hit by a car are campaigning for drivers to slow down. Mayor McFadden spent five days in hospital with a collapsed lung, broken ribs, cuts and bruises after being hit on Canterbury Road in Densol in May. Her mum and dad have set up up a speed watch group to monitor vehicles heading through the village and want the limit cut to 30 miles per hour. A man who robbed victims in alleyways in Ashford has been jailed. Dante Charles Lauder targeted three women on the same morning last December, managing to take one of their bags and using her bank card to buy a concert ticket. He also stole a man's wallet after threatening him with a knife. The 25-year-old from Bloomsbury Way has been locked up for six years. Next today, and the Kent Online podcast has been told how care homes in Kent are losing staff to McDonald's and Aldi because of poor pay and low morale. They were hit hard by COVID when Matt Hancock as health secretary ordered hospitals to discharge elderly patients without being tested. Now there are calls for extra funding to make the job more attractive and reduce the need to call in expensive agency staff. Industry expert Jane Bunnett's been brought in to help the little oyster care home on Sheppey. I think the major problem uh, in the care industry is that of recruitment. Um, Wages are low with most people on minimum wage. Um, And that's due to the fee rates that we're able to get. Uh, And uh, low morale. I think that the care industry was heavily hit by COVID with many staff leaving, not wanting to come back. But we regularly lose staff here to McDonald's, Aldi, where they can actually get up to two pounds an hour more uh, than other local care homes can pay, which is a great loss. Um, So fee rates, um, local councils are rather strapped for cash, Um, although we are fine here with our local supportive local authorities. Um, And I think that the people that are coming into care homes, particularly nursing homes, are very, very uh, high dependency now, uh, more so than I've known previously. Little Oyster, because uh, we're not a standard elderly care home, we're complex care, so in the whole of Kent and Medway, um, we are able to have high staffing levels. I think that is a problem in some care homes if they're using agency staff, which is really high cost. We don't use any agency staff here. So the staff that are here are able to build teams uh, and they work together with specialist groups of, of individual service users where they can really build up a strong rapport because we work on a minimum one to three Uh, daytimes with our 
service users um, and residents are able to get out and about uh, and live their life and it's a very happy place. It's a team that brings people to work. Uh, we recruit well here, uh, mainly through word of mouth. And where staff have left, they've come back because they can see that we're doing a really good job for our service users here. So I would say that Loyster is a place of great compassion. There's a huge amount of training that we offer to staff, over 86 modules plus face-to-face. -face. Um, and it's a place of hope. And it's also very family friendly because most of our staff uh, are parents and we need to be flexible so that they achieve a good work-life balance. Kent Online reports. Bosses at Canterbury Christchurch Uni are having to fork out thousands of pounds to replace cladding on an accommodation block. It's after a fire broke out at Petros Court last November and it's now been discovered the cladding could encourage flames to spread. A university spokesperson said the work being carried out was in response to law changes around cladding. We've got quite a bit of planning news for you now. And first, plans to tear down a former leisure centre and build flats and shops in Deal have been described as not appropriate within the conservation area area. Developers want to put 16 apartments on the site in King Street, but opponents say the interior of the current building has heritage value and should be preserved. Elsewhere, controversial plans for a five-storey block of flats in Maidstone have been turned down. The original idea for the former Springfield Mill site was for 38 flats over four floors, but a new application with an extra level has been rejected. People living nearby had raised concerns about views across the river, school places and parking. And the podcast has been told work on an eco-friendly development in Whitstable will get underway in the new year. Developers say all 42 of the homes will be affordable and be fitted with solar panels, while electric car charging points will also be available. The plans were approved back in March. Now, a former department store in Kent has been given a new lease of life as a family entertainment centre. Husband and wife entrepreneurs Alex and Monique Souter started a panic room in Gravesend back in 2016. They've spent the past year converting part of the former BHS in the town. It also has an escape room plus interactive mini golf and AR air hockey. They've been speaking to our reporter Alex Langridge. We signed the lease uh, all the way back in November last year uh, at which point it's been kind of gradual chipping away, uh, kind of working out exactly uh, what the finished uh, kind of the, the finished product will uh, will be, and uh, we've we've had a lot of distractions and different things along the way. I mean, in the meantime, uh, we've built free um, escape rooms. Uh, in the meantime, um, we kind of really started pushing back in July, I think. I think back in July, um, and uh, and yeah, things started really to kind of uh, it really got the ball rolling, uh, and the shape uh, of of what the kind of the, the finished uh, the finished setup uh, came to be. But this is only uh, the first uh, the first floor of what we've actually made. So um, our uh, our building is thirteen thousand square foot, of which the first floor is only about three thousand square foot of it. So we have a lot more room uh, for fun and shenanigans. Yeah, it's brilliant uh, to finally see this all coming. Uh... To fruition because ever since we actually started the panic room back in 2016 we've always said wouldn't it be great if we could bring more entertainment to Gravesend wouldn't it be great if we could do a laser tag we had all these ideas of like oh yeah we could combine escape rooms and laser tags together we could do yeah, we, we could do like a zombie style kind of thing that you have to get survivors and although we don't quite have the zombie style this time you know we are merging escape rooms with laser tag like we basically wanted to do like six years ago and it's it's nice Get, you know, finally getting to the stage 
where we are getting all the extra ent uh, entertainment bits here um, and hopefully make Gravesend more of a place to come. Yeah. And with that, as you said, kind of having that more entertainment in Gravesend and kind of building kind of your business from 2016 to where it is now, it must be pretty a pretty proud moment to finally open this centre as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's been, uh, the, the last like seven years, I mean, especially like managing to survive through COVID uh, was probably one of the most difficult feats that we've had to kind of come against. And to finally kind of take a step back and see what we've created with this new building uh, is, yeah, it's really nice. I think it's the, it's the kind of, it's the sharpest, it's the, um, it's, it's kind of the, the, the best layout. And I'm just, we're, we're just really proud to be able to bring our, the, the, the kind of the, 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 what makes the panic room great to something that's accessible to absolutely everyone because we know that technically not everyone um not like not every single person uh loves escape rooms and that's absolutely fine and so that's why we wanted to make sure that we've got a whole wide range of activities um that anyone from like you know eight-year-old um eight-year-old gary to to 90-year-old enid can come in and, and play and play something and have fun Kent Online reports. People living near a Canterbury Grammar School are worried about plans for a new sports pitch within the grounds. Simon Langton Girls has got funding from the FA to build a 3G field, which could be used from 8 in the morning until 10 at night. There will also be a spectator area and six floodlights. The head teacher says it's to develop sport for young women and provide a facility for the rest of the community. A bus company is helping to raise £10,000 for a Kent girl who has severe Tourette's. 16-year-old Ellie Bourne from Maidstone is unable to go to school after her therapy dog became too ill to work. It'll cost a lot to train a new one. Arriva's invited them to their depot to do some practice in a controlled environment and are also holding a fundraising day. A reminder for drivers on this one, the Medway Tunnel is going to be shut for six nights from this evening. A diversion will head through Strood and Rochester while maintenance work takes place. It'll be closed from 8pm each evening and will reopen at 5.45 the following morning. A herd of wild bison near Canterbury has been released into a bigger area as they continue to transform the landscape. They'd been kept in a smaller section of Bleemwood since July, so rangers could keep an eye on them, but you can now see them while out on walking trails in the area. McFly are going to be performing at Margate's Dreamland next summer. They'll be on the scenic stage on the 7th of July, the day before they headline Pub in the Park in Tunbridge Wells. And Pink has made it four weeks at number one on the Kent Top 40 over on our sister radio station. Station KMFM with Never Gonna Not Dance Again. Forget Me by Lewis Capaldi is back up to number two with Taylor Swift's anti-hero dropping to three. And the first presents donated by you to KMFM's Give a Gift Appeal are being delivered across the county. They'll be going to children in hospital or care this festive season along with children's charities. Sonia is from Community Kindness in Thanet. I set up this charity two years ago to support those um, in Thanet who are vulnerable and struggling to help with gifts for special occasions such as Christmas, birthdays and Easter. These gifts will mean absolutely everything to these children. Um, so we provide five gifts for each child that's referred to us at Christmas and that includes a brand new book and a brand new, uh, sorry, a, a selection pack as well. Um, and so, yeah, the more and more presents that we can get for these children, it's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. Every single donation makes such a difference and if I could, if I could thank you all personally, I genuinely would. Um, I don't think sometimes you realise just how much of a difference you make. Kent Online Sports. Footballer and Gillingham are still well and truly 
in the League 2 relegation zone following a 3-0 defeat at the weekend. They were beaten by Salford City at Priestfield with all of the goals coming in the second half. Manager Neil Harris spoke to us after the game. Can you explain to me how we can be that good first half and that bad second half? Um, just to the players, you can't, you can't make that up. You can't be that dominant first half, not score from four really good chances. Play against a really good team and give them nothing. And then second half, start like we did. Um, like I said to the players at half-time, well done for an excellent first half. We just got to repeat that second half. So it's not rocket science. We played front foot, we played Gillingham-like. That's what we did, we played like Gillingham, like Gillingham team. Gillingham team I played in, Gillingham team I played against. We played like that first half and it was excellent. Second half, we gave the ball away cheaply. We didn't play in the right area, we didn't run in the right area. Um, and the first goal is a game changer, isn't it? Look, look, the first half was excellent. Served to be in front, we weren't second half. I once had a much better second half, were they? <laughs> didn't open us up, didn't create anything really. Scored three goals. One from a set play, because we don't defend the back post. One from a deflection. Um, and then a 30 yarder, which like, is a brilliant strike, which we probably don't try if it's, if it's nil nil. So, like, do we deserve anything? Result don't lie. We got beat 3 0 at home, and it's an absolute kick in the teeth. Disappointed, dejected. That um, is my job at the football club, and it's to sit in front of you and you know answer the questions. Um, I'm the one who has to come in and pick the players up again. Um, yeah, that's it's frustration. I, the, the, I feel for the fans because they come in hope and belief, and they see a first half and think, "Oh, here we go, that'll be really good." And they see that, and they must go home like I do and think, "What the hell's happened there?" Um, I've got eight years as a manager nearly, played 600 games, and I've done a thousand games nearly, or I've done a thousand games as a player, manager and coach. And uh, when things like that happen, you just can't, uh, what, 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 what do you do? So yeah, frustrated as you can tell. Um, I don't want to be critical of individual players, I don't want to do that at all, um, just uh, uh, as a group. And I'm, I'm the leader of the group, just, uh, it's just, and the Jills are back in action on Thursday when they take on Dagenham and Redbridge in an FA Cup second round replay. A win at Priestfield would see them host Leicester City in a lucrative third round tie. And in cricket, England have managed to pull off a dramatic victory in their opening test in Pakistan. Kenzak Crawley scored a total of 172 across both innings. The hosts look like they might reach their target or hang on for a draw, but they've all been bowled out with England winning by 74 runs. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get an update of the top stories direct to your email each morning. That's via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.